0: Hello, my name is Father Ed Feliski from the St. Clement Mission House in of Pennsylvania. Today the Church celebrates Palm Sunday, or sometimes called Passion Sunday. Um, We have the reading of the Passion today from St. Mark's version of the Passion, and we also most Catholic churches will be handing out blessed palms, which is where the Sunday gets its name, Palm Sunday. I would like to begin today with the reading of just the last little section of today's Gospel, uh, the Passion reading. It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified Jesus. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews. With him they crucified two revolutionaries, one on his right and one on his left. Those passing by reviled him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself by coming down from the cross. Likewise, the chief priests and the scribes mocked him among themselves and said, He saved others. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also kept abusing him. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, leme Sabactani, which is translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, Look, he is calling Elijah. One of them ran soaked a sponge with wine, put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink, saying, Wait, let us see if Elijah comes to take him down. Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. The veil in the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. When the centurion who stood facing him saw how he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. There are so many elements in today's little passage um, that I could preach on, and I'd like to touch on just a few. Um, first, Jesus was crucified at 9 o'clock in the morning, and he doesn't die until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, that's a very long Period of suffering. Uh, from nine to twelve, people jeer at him, make fun of him. Um, pass- passersby are saying, "Oh, you're going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. Well, save yourself." Um, the scribes and Pharisees mock him, you know, saying he saved others, but he cannot save himself. So they basically say to Jesus, um, "Why don't you come down off that cross if you're the Son of God?" You know, then we'll believe in you. Well, we Catholics believe that Jesus, who was God, had the power to come down off of that cross. He um, had a choice that we don't have. Um, He could choose not to enter into death. The rest of us um, are defined by death. But Jesus made a choice. And he chose literally and truly to enter into the human condition, which is defined ultimately by death. Um, we have many, many ways of dividing ourselves, um, but the one thing that unites us is death. And by Jesus, who is God, the Son of God, choosing to enter fully and completely into the human condition, uh, he, he chose to enter into death, to be really and truly one of us. And that's at, it's at that point, at the moment of his death, that he becomes fully human. He becomes really and truly one of us. And because of that, um, he opens now for us the possibility of sharing in in eternal life with him and his Father in heaven. So um, Jesus, who could have come off the cross, as I, as I said, and Because he was God, he had that power. And if he did, if he chose to come off the cross and say, you know, this is really too hard. I don't deserve this. I don't need this. I don't want, I don't want to go through this, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> had he done that, we would say, you know, good for you, Jesus. You're eternal. You're God. You're all-powerful. But at the same time, we would have to say, but you're not really one of us. And the fact is that Jesus did choose To um, literally hang on the cross, hang in there. Even though he uh, cries out uh, in abandonment, he feels betrayed, he feels abandoned. um, But he hangs in there, trusting in God, the Father. And so on the human level, he feels all the things that we would feel. Betrayal, um, you know, uh, he feels forsaken. And yet he hangs in there literally. And because of that, he enters into the human condition, enters into death, and then passes through death into the new life of resurrection. And now that opens for us the path of uh, and the possibility of new life. And so Jesus, in his person, bridges the gap between God and sinful humanity uh, in his very nature, in his very person. So... um, Jesus, who, as I said, cries out, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why have you forsaken me? I take great comfort in those words, because if Jesus can feel abandoned and betrayed, and he can cry out to God, his Father, um, feeling those human emotions, then it's um, okay for us to feel the same. But I think what this little passage shows us is that even though we may feel betrayed, we may feel abandoned, we may feel forsaken, Um, we too have to literally hang in there because there's new life um, on the other side of our suffering. There's new life on the other side of our struggles, new life on the other side of even death. The second thing I would like to point out in this passage is um, at the moment of Jesus' death, there's a fascinating uh, piece here where Mark says that the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. Now, the veil in the sanctuary in the Jewish temple was the thing that that it's a, a curtain, if you will, that hangs from the ceiling to the floor, let's say 20 or 30 feet. And the only ones allowed behind that curtain, behind that veil, are the priests who offer sacrifice on the altar. Now, at the moment of Jesus' death, Mark tells us that the veil of this sanctuary was torn in two. Not from the bottom to the top, where humans would would tear the veil, but rather from the top to the bottom. This is clearly an action of God. And what this is symbolically saying is there is there is now no sacred space. You know, they're, they're, behind behind the curtain is uh, not a special place anymore in the sense that the curtain is now burst open and um, God's presence is now not confined to that sacred sanctuary, but now bursts and flows out into all of humanity. Um, the Catholic Church is, of course, modeled. Our Catholic Churches, the physical structure of the buildings, is modeled after the Jewish temple and the synagogues. And um, that's that veil has been lifted, has been torn by the action of God Himself, and so all of uh, God's creation, all of uh, God's people, are um, blessed with His presence. We don't have to go and sneak behind a curtain to see uh, the you know uh, what's back there. <laughs> God uh, pours Himself out into all of humanity, and is living in among us. Um, And this is a wonderful symbolic gesture uh, where God himself tears this veil in the sanctuary so that now everything is present to God's um, grace, and God's presence is everywhere among us. He just sort of bursts into um, into humanity by the death of Jesus. And so all of us now have the potential and possibility of sharing in God's everlasting life. And so the, um, the centurion who stood facing him saw this, saw when Jesus breathed his last, and, and he recognizes, he says something very prophetic. Truly this man was the Son of God. Now here's a centurion who's not a Jew. He's not particularly religious. He's a soldier. And he recognizes that this man who just breathed his last, who hangs on a cross Uh, dies the death of a criminal, he recognizes him as the son of God. What a profound statement. Truly this man was the son of God. So this centurion recognizes the, the drama of this moment when the veil in the sanctuary is torn in two from top to bottom, when God's presence bursts out of that inner sanctum into all of humanity. Um, And that's recognized by the centurion. So as we celebrate this Palm Sunday today, we take that symbolic palm home and hopefully put it in a place to remind us of the passion that Jesus suffered and died, um, but ultimately leading to his resurrection, which we will celebrate next week. And um, all of us now can participate uh, in this wonderful action of God, where his only begotten son suffered and died on a cross out of love for us. And um, because of that death, he entered into the human condition, became really truly one of us, so that we can really truly become like him. May God bless you all, and happy Palm Sunday.